What is going on, everybody? Back at it with the two guys, man. RB here, Philly Tig with RB, DJ Eastwood, running back Philly. And uh, fuck <clears throat> about the Sixers, man. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, I know you guys like when we collab. So do we. Um, the Sixers have lost four in a row. An embarrassing loss yesterday, even though we didn't have Joel and uh, and Ben in there. But still, I mean, the, the performance yesterday was just sad. I'm sure we'll talk about it as much as we can. You know, we got the OKC Thunder tomorrow. And then we got, I mean, we got 12 games left in this season. And it's just like... I, it's just dragging at this point. I just want to get to the playoffs. But DJ, what's going on, man? Let us let us know how you're feeling about the Sixers team. As you guys can see from the title, let us know in the chat. Is it time to hit the panic button? Or is it time to worry about the Sixers? I'm just so annoyed lately. Like, I think I didn't make a video for like three days and people are hitting me up like, where's the video? And I'm like, am I really going to sit here and talk about like – Mike Scott and 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 Tyrese Maxey, you know, like I just, oh, it's so annoying. Like I want two healthy teams against each other, and we can never seem to get that this season. It's so frustrating, man. It's like I, I'm I'm having a hard time even watching these games, and like every single game, I'm saying to the people, and they're getting mad at me for it. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't put any stock into these games. We, no. it's either we're not healthy. Or we're playing a team that's not healthy. Like, I can't put any stock into this. When we get to the playoffs, we're not going to see full bench rotations. We're not going to see, you know, Tyrese Maxey for 30 minutes. Hopefully, we're not going to see Mike Scott for 30 minutes. Um, you got – I mean, I mean, it's just – it's an, it's terrible do you, at this point. Do you, think there's a, do you think there's a lot more um, load management this season than you've ever seen before? Yeah, I think there is. And then – in addition to that, I knew that there were going to be a lot of injuries this season because we started the season off of essentially like two months of an offseason. Like yeah. I knew it was going to catch up at some point, and I think teams are trying to like load manage so that it doesn't get to that point. But at the same time, you got coronavirus, then you got everybody getting hurt left and right. Um, it's just it's just sad at this point. It's really going to be who can stay healthy when we get to the playoffs. Yeah, it is. Um, people are saying they're not worried in the chat. I, I just – I'm torn because yes, we're we played without Joel and Ben, and yes, these games are literally meaningless. But at the same time, should the team actually look this bad without those two? Like I get you don't I have your two stars, but should they look this bad? This that was like a G League team yesterday, not even. I agree. So are you are you saying that you're worried about this team right now, or do you think you know we all need to take a chill pill? Because I see people honestly on my videos going both ways some people like there was even one guy yesterday that uh tweeted he was like yeah this is the deciding game like we are not going far in the playoffs and then you got other people like chill you know nobody yeah. healthy like how are we going to assess this it's just that it's the team is one-dimensional in that we run literally the entire system around Joel Embiid so there's no backup plan you know what I mean you have to have him 100% healthy in the playoffs or you have there's no other system when Joel's out it's literally a bunch of dudes running around in circles with no order and no rhyme or reason for anything. And also, as much as I talk about Ben Simmons, I know we, we need him too. We need his defense. We need his playmaking. We need his transition game. We need him to be – we need him to give 100% also. But they, without those two guys, I mean, what, what do we got? We got – you know, nobody really thought George Hill was going to come in and put up, put up triple doubles. Like, people are coming at me like – 
oh, George Hill was supposed to save the franchise. Now look at like I never said George Hill was gonna drop was gonna be Luka Doncic. I just wanted a backup guard that can run an offense. Right. And to be fair, I think George Hill is is fulfilling his role so far. Like I'm not mad at George Hill about anything. I think he's doing all right. Um, I guess in my opinion, like, am I con am I concerned at all? Yes. But would I hit the panic button? I don't think so yet. Like, again, it sucks. It's frustrating. But like this season, like the saying, like regular season doesn't matter right now. That is showing like these games do not matter, in my opinion. But the way that we play these games, for example, yesterday, Tobias Harris looked awful. He looked mm -hmm. terrible. Like, I know he's going to have more assistance with Joel Ben on the floor. But like, I, I don't know. I, I just can't even stomach these games. Like you said, I'm just sick about it. And in my opinion, you know, obviously the Nets are injured too. They they're not they don't have that confidence together yet. Maybe, you know, it'll be easy for them to get given the fact that they're superstars. But I see a team like Milwaukee who's hungry. I see a team who's ready to come up and take that one seed from us. And I, I just got to say one more thing, and I want to know your opinion on this. Guys, I, a lot of people have been coming at me saying long-term health is important, blah, blah, blah. Why are you getting mad at Ben and Bede? I understand it, okay? Long-term health is important. But let's not forget how important this one seed is. We are talking about potentially going from playing the Hornets, maybe, the Hawks, and the Knicks, and then you know eventually facing like Milwaukee or the Nets in the conference finals, to potentially playing Miami, and then Milwaukee, and then Brooklyn. If that happens, if we finish the two seed, and we got to play Miami, Milwaukee, and Boston, and now uh, Brooklyn, we are not getting through that. We are not getting through that. You don't think so with the, with the hell? I mean, I, I don't think it, it will be as easy, obviously. Um, well, I mean, but, there's a chance, but it, it's, yeah. you know, it's going to be hard to get through all three of them. With our, that's the thing with this team too. We need chemistry because the, the, the play styles are so unique with Ben Simmons and Joel and Tobias and George Hill and all these guys, they need time together to gel. So, you know, this isn't like the Nets where they're confident because they have three of the greatest scorers of all time and they think they're just going to blow everybody out of the building. So, they could be right about that, and they might not need chemistry to do that. Those are three guys that can just show up and drop 40. You know what I mean? We're a team where I think we need chemistry. We need time together, and this this worries me a little bit because we get towards the playoffs and just expect all these guys to click. Uh, yeah, it worries me a little bit. Um, Tobias Harris, it reminded me of the Brett Brown Tobias Harris because there was <laughs> there was no spacing, and you it's becoming obvious that Tobias Harris is great in certain situations with certain players around him. And and Doc is really good at getting him one-on-one -on -one mismatches and stuff with Joel Embiid on the floor. Without Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris is literally just out there. He can't really take anybody off the dribble. He really looked like what he looked like last year. And I'm like, uh, just give us Joel and Ben back, please. I'm tired of watching this. Yeah. I think where it's going to come down to is like, you know, obviously Joel Embiid is going to be hard to stop. I feel like they're going to, at some point, they're going to just have to double Embiid every single play. And that's why I've been saying recently, like, it's about us. It's about our mindset. Like, are we going to keep attacking? Is Ben going to keep attacking? Is Tobias going to be able to create? Because he's going to have a better defender on him in the playoffs throughout a series. We, For example, if we play the Bucs, I mean, we saw what they were doing to him. Yeah. Um, but I also, at the same time, like, I'm getting worried about this bench. Um, <laughs> George Hill is going to give us valuable minutes. Hopefully, Dwight Howard, if he doesn't get suspended uh, and get too many texts, <laughs> is going to be fine. But I, I would love to hear your take on the bench and how you view this bench because I don't know right now on a lot of different angles. 
Oh, uh, just, I mean, inconsistent. Um, I don't know what happened to Shake Milton. Um, he had a good game two games ago. I didn't even look at the stat line from yesterday. I watched pro I watched like the first half. <laughs> yeah, and me then too. and it was close. And I was actually tweeting about the, how embarrassing that is for the Bucks for them to be in a, a neck and neck race with the Sixers uh G League team. Um I get I mean Shake put up fifteen. That's that's decent, but he's been like horrendous um in, in games that in games that matter uh I, I don't know i don't know what to say about the bench i just inconsistent they've been inconsistent all year and these players it's like i can't tell if they're good or bad like seth curry i can't tell if he's good or bad one game it's like wow and one game it's like oh my god this guy can't do anything yeah absolutely um shake milton he had like you said 15 yesterday at the same time he also had three turnovers i think the game before he had like six turnovers um yeah. He just keeps turning the ball over, and my thing with Shake is he just looks aggressive one game, and then the other game, if he's not being aggressive, he's just out of it. Like, he's completely out of it. Um, Matisse Thibel, I would like to think he can keep himself in a game because of how flawless he is defensively, but on the offensive side, you still got to be able to hit shots. Furkan Korkmaz, I don't know if he's going to see the playoffs. I have a bad feeling that Mike Scott's going to see the playoffs, and okay. we'll obviously talk about that more, but in terms of Doc's rotations right now, like, again, I, I feel like we can't get a good grasp of what is going on because I don't feel like a lot of these guys are going to be playing in the playoffs. Like, I don't know. It's a hard situation to be in. Yeah. Uh, what was what was Furkan Korkmaz's injury even yesterday? Or are we actually load managing Furkan Korkmaz? It was the game before. I remember he went out in, like, the third quarter. He had, he, I think he hurt his, like, foot or his knee or something. And he ended up coming back in that game. I don't know why. And then he he's been out since. Yeah. Uh, oh man. I mean, just I it's everything runs around Joel and Ben, and when they're not there, the the whole thing just there's not a single player on this team that can like go drop you know twenty five or something. I feel like so many other teams have a player that can do that. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. in Miami, if they don't have their stars, like Kendrick Nunn will drop like thirty five points on us. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. feel like every team has somebody like that. And uh, I think that's supposed to be Shake Milton, uh, but he just hasn't looked that great recently. Yeah. And I, I think it's attributed to how the system plays out, too. Like, obviously, we've been seeing the value of Ben getting guys open. Like, Danny Green had um, – he, he's – I mean, Danny Green went one for five yesterday. The game before, I think he went 0 for one. Like, we got to get Danny Green his looks. He's been great, but, we, you know, we got to get him open. Um, same goes for other players, but – uh, shout out to Martin Santiago coming in with a $5 donation. Thank you so much. By the way, guys, we are live on both channels, Philly Take with RB and Running Back Philly. So be sure to drop a like on both and hit the subscribe. Uh, Martin says, RB and Eastwood talking Sixers on a Sunday. Can you really beat that? Hashtag smash the like button. Thank you, Martin. We appreciate it. We're Suns uh, fans today, by the way. I'm a Suns fan today. <laughs> shout out to uh, Martin. Yeah. Uh, the net. I think it, the game's at like three something, right? Three 330, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know the game was at three something yesterday until it was like two something, two thirty. <laughs> yeah, me too. I didn't know either, and then I was excited, and then they were like, "Joel's playing," and I was like, "Hell yeah, Joel mm -hmm. Embiid at three thirty on a Saturday." And then two minutes before the game, they're like, "Hey, Joel's not playing." Yeah, it, at the same time, it's like I I don't even get why he played the game before. Like, it, you could tell some like he has nagging injuries right now. You could tell. His shoulder is sore. His leg is about like we have to be fully held. It's a bad dilemma to be in because we want to get the one seed. 
But then it's like, Ben's out. So do we play Joel and hope that we can steal one? And then if we don't get that now, you know, we're losing them for a couple more games. So it's like, it's annoying, man. I honestly think this is Joel Embiid fighting with the with the coaching staff in the front office, honestly, because he seems like such a uh, warrior and he wants to play every minute of every game. And he's so cons- he also wants to win the MVP award. And I think he's going out there like, screw you guys, I'm playing. And they're like, Joe, you're not playing. And he's like, yes, I am. It's like it's giving me Allen Iverson vibes. They used to have to hide his jersey, and he 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 sent a ball boy to Foot Locker to get him shoes one time because they hit his shoes. Like he would not take no for an answer. I think Joel's doing that. And yesterday, he was like, "I'm playing. Forget you guys. I'm playing. My shoulder my shoulder's fine." And then he probably was like, "You know, yeah, it does hurt a little bit." And they were like, "You're not playing. Sit your ass down." Yeah, I I wouldn't even be surprised if if. Uh... If the NBA tried to hit us with a fine for that, because, uh, you know, we're screwing up their ratings big time lately. Uh, it's yeah, pretty funny I mean, to me. Everyone is. This season is so horrible. I hate it so much. I don't remember a season where every primetime game, everybody was out. And they tried to they, they tried to implement rules to put a stop to load management stuff. But really, there's nothing you can do about it, right? They're like, you have to list an injury now. So we're like, okay, he woke up and he's sick. Okay, his ankle's sore. Like, there's... What can you actually do about it? Yeah, I, I know, man. It's it's again like my take has been on it. Like I'm not putting any stock in these games at all, but I still don't want to have like bad habits. But what do you think? Like for this last stretch of the season, like are you even looking at it at all and saying like, you know, we have to at least win these games or at least look formidable, like to have that consistency going into the playoffs. Yeah, I can't. The body language that I'm getting from the players on the court is that literally Mm -hmm. they don't care about the game as much as we don't care about the game. So I don't know. I I don't think athletes do that. But at the same time, like, is the coaching staff out there like, all right, guys, listen, you you gave a hard effort in the first half. Uh, Just take it easy. This game doesn't matter. We don't care. Don't hurt yourself. Uh, Are they load managing like like load managing during the game? I don't know. it was a one-point game yesterday, and then they literally stopped playing defense. Yep. And honestly, to be honest, like I told DJ this, like as soon as Giannis started flexing on Mike Scott after a dunk, that's when I turned it off. I was like, this game is ridiculous, man. Like why am I going to – I sat through the Suns game, and I thought we could actually steal one, and then we had the luck, the worst luck of all time again. And I was like, you know what? We just wasted Joel Embiid for a game, like – we just yeah. put a lot of pressure on him, and he had to ball out, and still we couldn't get the win. Yeah, I'm, I don't even want Joel to be playing those games by himself because it's it's literally mm-hmm. him trying to drag everyone to the – I mean, what he did at the end of that Suns game was so ridiculous. That right. game should have been over five different times. He hits a fadeaway three-pointer with, like, what, five seconds left. Then Korkmaz hits a ridiculous three with, like, 1.2. The game <laughs> – and, and I'm like, watch – this guy is Superman. And I'm like, watch him grab this rebound and throw it full court. And he grabs it. It was just, and he almost made it. But I honestly put that loss on, uh, there's a lot of things that happened in that game, but I put that I put that loss on uh, Devin Booker just being a cold-blooded killer. And when he mm-hmm. got the chance to, to hit that dagger, you knew it was going in. So I was like, you know, whatever. Props to Devin Booker for that shot. Yeah. CP3 was torching us. Matisse Stiebel yeah. was doing a good job, but... That's another thing that we'll get into in a few minutes, too. Like, the defense I'm seeing right now is very, very suspect. In my – the perimeter defense, the pick-and-roll defense. I'm sitting yeah. here. I'm like – like, the Bucks that uh, the other night when they were – they shot, like, 60-something percent in the first half from three. I'm like, 
yeah, they were, they're shooting well, but still, it took us like a quarter to even start guarding them outside. You got Bobby Portis knocking three after three. Brooke Lopez, I'm like, come on. I, Bobby, I Portis, Bobby Portis scored nine points in like 30 seconds, and they were all from the same spot. Brooke Lopez didn't even know how to shoot a basketball three years ago. And and Mike Boonholzer made him start shooting it. And now he can pull up from 40 on us. Like, come on, man. I come hate on. his jump shot so much. He looks like he's throwing a thousand pound boulder. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so over his head. Like it looks oh, like man. he is throwing it through the backboard and it goes in. And it and it goes in, man. Um shout out to Tuas coming in, great channel member. With a $5 donation, says Knicks went toe-to-toe and dominated the fourth yesterday against Toronto. Are the Knicks a concerning playoff team against the Sixers? I'll let DJ go on this because I'll answer after, but I know DJ's been been talking about the Knicks. So I've been saying it. Ever since we, lo- we won in overtime against the Knicks with Ben Simmons, without Joel Embiid, and what I was seeing from that Knicks defense, it reminded me of the Raptors defense that they played on Joel when they, they double and triple team him real quick. They wall off Ben Simmons in the half court, and he totally quits playing. Um, I know there's someone in the chat that didn't want to hear that. But uh, they play great defense. And and Tom Thibodeau, it's crazy, actually, what a coaching change can do as far as – especially when you when you hire a defensive coach like that. And, yeah, I, I, I do not want to face the Knicks in the playoffs. They're going to ruin somebody's day. I, I know they are. Yep, nine in a row now, and they just they just have that look right now. And there's always a team that's hot you don't want to play. And that's the Knicks. That's I, I think they're concerned. I don't think they're a championship team, but they're definitely going to give someone a run for their money. They're definitely going to make someone's. And that's the thing. I don't want to have a first or second round series that goes seven games. I do not want that. I want to finish the first in five, the second one in hopefully six, and uh, get prepared for the Eastern Conference Finals. I want to. I want the Charlotte Hornets round one. I want to finish that in four. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. I'll take yeah. Uh, that's why that's why this is annoying because it's like I know we're saying these games are meaningless, but I think what we mean by that is once we see who's playing, we're like, okay, why am I going to watch this? Why am I going to talk about it? But right. the, the first seed is insanely important, and we're just yep. like throwing it away. Yep, and we've had a chance to pounce on it too. That's the thing because Brooklyn doesn't care about it, but Milwaukee does. Milwaukee's coming. I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Seth coming with a $5 donation. We appreciate it. This is great duo here. Got to do more for the playoffs. This team has been frustrating as of late. Feel like we don't care if we win. Body language has been horrible. Yeah, it's pretty. It's echoing what we've been saying, man. We agree. Um, you guys let us know in the chat. We got 230 up in here, man. Shout out to everybody up in the chat. Uh, live on both channels. Let us know what you guys are thinking about this team. Is it time to start worrying for real? Or is this kind of just a stretch and... You know, we just got to suck it up into the playoffs and see what happens. And are you guys concerned about health? Because I know in past years, we've ripped a certain someone named Joel Embiid. And what did he do? He got a nutritionist. He started fixing his lifestyle. He became a father. And he was like, all right, I got to be ready for a second round game five to playoffs. So I got to eat better. And he hasn't had any issues like that this year. But now we got some. And I'm not just pinning it on this person because I know you guys like to think that. I'm just being honest. Like, if this is a stomach bug and we'll, you know, we'll talk about it. There's a, a bunch of commotion with it. Um, are we going to be healthy? Like we can't have these health issues with, uh, with Ben. Is it a stomach bug? Yeah. I mean, that- uh, you know what? I honestly think it is. I, th- I honestly think he got the second dose of, of the coronavirus vaccine and that sh- I had coronavirus myself. 
Um, so I imagine what the vaccine kind of feels like. And I literally had the flu for three days. I mean, I couldn't, you know what I mean? I had, I was so weak and like, I was dizzy trying to walk from the couch to the bathroom. Like you can't play a basketball game if that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And he, and he took that second dose and it knocks him out for like three or four days. Maybe that's what it is because you definitely can't play a basketball game when you're feeling like that. So if that's what it is, or, I mean, I don't, I don't see it being just a random, maybe it's random, but that's kind of weird timing for me. <laughs> I hear you. I, I also got vaccinated as well. So I felt like, you know, what it was like to have it a little bit. And I was out for a day. And, you know, in terms of a stomach bug, like how many games he's missed, what, four now or five games, four or five games. And he's been out for like a week. And apparently, you know, I, I heard Doc Rivers talking yesterday and he said, Ben called him and said, I don't feel great. I'm a little bit better. But that that signals to me he's going to be out at least a couple more games. What I what I'm starting to think it is, is something personal. I really yeah. do. And um, I actually have a friend that works like for the Sixers is like one of the game day people. And they yeah. said that they saw Ben the other day at the facility and he looked fine. So I, I don't know, man. I really don't. Yeah, it could be that. I mean, it, for those that don't know about <laughs> the, for yeah. those that don't know about the family situation with with Ben Simmons, it is uh, something uh, deep that that nobody would want to be having to deal with, um, especially in the middle of an NBA playoff run or race for the playoffs or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's just a, a shit storm, whatever that is with his family. And if that's what it is, if he's like, yo, that's, you know, shit's hitting the fan. I gotta, I gotta go be with my family or, you know, we gotta have a family meeting and talk, talk it out or something like that. Then maybe that's what it is too. I have no clue. All I do know is that we are going to need Ben. We know that. And I just don't want to have any disruptions during the playoffs. Like, you know, everybody's saying, like, don't question them. Don't question this. That, that's fine. But, again, we have a chance to lock up this one seed here. And I see a hungry Milwaukee team coming. And, you know, again, if we finish in the second seed, I, it's, it's going to be a little – it's going to be a lot harder, actually. But just yeah. how, I'm, uh, how I'm viewing it. Shout out to Andre coming with a $5 donation. We appreciate it. Says Seth. Needs to be more aggressive offensively. If he's not, then we should start George Hill, a great ball handler, good shooter, and solid defender. What are your thoughts on that? I am 100% on starting George Hill right now. I don't even want to see any more of it. Not literally just for the defense. Like he has, he's that much better of a defender than Seth Curry that I'm, I want to start him just for that. You know what I mean? Then you add in the fact that he can run the pick and roll and read the floor and pick his shots better and, I mean, we we overhyped Seth Curry so much because he has games where he's on fire, but he's slowly we're starting to see why he was on seven teams in seven years. He's literally just a shooter off the bench. Just bring him off the bench for shooting. If he's cold, he's cold. You don't have to care about it. That's why you you should be playing George Hill way more minutes than Seth Curry because, you know, Seth just isn't giving it to us. Yeah, so I actually said, you know, like earlier this season, I was like, yeah, Seth Curry's been way better as a six-man, so we should bring George Hill off the starting unit. And I do think George would be better as an option. However, I'm even starting to question myself now because Shake Millen has been so bad. So it's like, <laughs> what is the – like, who's going to produce off the bench now if we bring George Hill into the starting lineup? So now it's kind of another dynamic, and it's like we just need Shake – to step up, I I don't know about you, but I don't think Maxie's going to see the playoffs at all. Just because I think he's been playing better right now, but I don't think Doc's going to go that route. Yeah. Um, so is Seth going to be able to handle the ball? Like, in my opinion, Shake's better as an off-ball wing. Like, 
that's kind of what he's been better at, in my opinion. Like when he's handling yeah. the ball too much, he just gets like so he just gets out of his like focus and he'll yeah. like he'll he'll shoot one of these weird off one foot layups and it's like yeah. what are you doing like yeah, he's know. really just a he's really just a scorer you know what i mean like yeah. when he runs the pick and roll he's really just looking for a shot he's not really a distributor at all so yeah uh george hill and that's a, that's a good point like this this bench those players shake and those guys look horrible without a floor general on the floor so you know do you right. want if george hill starts then i just no, the bench is going to be absolutely garbage. Right. And here's one thing I'll tell you. Like, I'm 100% positive that it pro- maybe it could work. I'm positive that we're going to have to leave starters in to play with the bench guys. Like, I don't know what you're thinking. I feel like we're probably going to run like an eight or nine man rotation, but it's not going to be what we're seeing right now. Like, maybe it could work with Seth and Shake playing off the ball. Like you keep George Hill in with the second unit a little bit, you you know, flip flop because Ben Simmons obviously can't play next to Dwight Howard and Tobias Harris can run with the second unit. So maybe that's kind of how you ignite that a little bit. So maybe it could work, but I, that's, that's kind of how I'm feeling about it. Yeah. Doc's going to have to be real creative with his lineups. He definitely is. He's going to have to stagger them. Um, yeah. I, I hope, I don't think we're going to see an all bench lineup. I hope we never see an all bench lineup. Brett Brown used to do it in the middle of, Literally at the worst time possible, he would go, mm-hmm. you know, Furcon, Corkmaz, and the and the gang, <laughs> Norvell <laughs> Pell out there for no reason in a close game in the third quarter. But oh, man. I don't think Doc Rivers is going to do that. Um, yeah, I think he's going to stagger the lineups. It, you know, he just has to be creative. George Hill and and Tobias in a lineup, Seth and Shake together. Seth with Ben, Ben with Shake, Ben with George Hill. I, I'm really interested to see how Ben Simmons looks with George Hill in the half court also. Yep. And I, I've been waiting to see that too. And we haven't gotten to see it yet. We haven't got to see it yet. Um, let me ask you this. Like, obviously George Hill is going to play in the playoffs. Dwight Howard's going to have to play. Who else do you see like off the bench coming in and playing playoff minutes? It's tough. I mean, you need shooting and we know Doc Rivers loves Corkmaz. Uh, so Corkmaz, I'm definitely putting Corkmaz in there. If not just for the three point shooting, I feel like you absolutely have to. Um, but do you? But do you? At the same time, do you also like when's the point of pull? Like when do you pull him off if he goes over four? <laughs> is it that like yeah. you're done for the game? Like, I mean, there's just not a whole lot of options on this team as far as three point right. shooting. There's just not. There's yeah, just, I, agree. I, I used to say how consistent Shake Milton was as a three point shooter, and now it's like I don't know what happened. He doesn't even look like. He has no confidence in his shot at all lately. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think you have to – Korkmaz has to be in there just for the shooting. I don't see any other options, really. Yeah. I, I think I do think so, too, as I start to lean towards this. I think Korkmaz is going to see the, the court. <laughs> at the same time, though, if I see Furkan Korkmaz at the top of the key uh, trying to create off the pick and roll, like I, I just can't accept that. I can't go for that. And I will blame Doc Rivers for that, for letting it happen. Well, I, I never knew this. I never even knew that Korkmaz played point guard in Turkey with his like national team. People, Somebody said that this year. And I'm like, is that why these coaches seem to think that he's a ball handler? Because like, it's been two years now watching Brett do it and watching Doc do it. And I'm like, why do we think Korkmaz is a ball handler? Is that it? They're like, oh, this guy played point guard. He can do it. Like, I, I don't know, but I agree. I'm on the same page as you. I never want to see Furkan Korkmaz trying to create off the dribble or 
or run a pick and roll or anything. Just catch mm-hmm. the ball and shoot the ball. That's it. Yeah, and and Matisse Thibault's been hitting some threes from the corner, but still, like it's going to have to be more consistent because we need that defense. But then again, like you said, Doc has to get creative because there are certain points where it's like, all right, if Tease can't hit a shot, like you got to come off, man. You got to come off. Um, I have a bad feeling that Mike Scott is going to end up in the playoffs, and I have a bad feeling he's going to play good minutes in the playoffs because let's just be honest, like. This team didn't go out and get a stretch. They didn't go out and get a, a quality power forward. We seem to not even care at this point about uh, Tolliver. I, like, we signed him to a second 10-day. I don't even know why. Um, but I think Mike Scott's going to play minutes in the playoffs. If if Mike Scott plays minutes in the playoffs, I, I think that could, that could definitely be the downfall of the Sixers. Like, in the playoffs, every single spot is so important. And he's just so bad. You can't – he's just so – bad at all three dynamics of the game dribbling passing and playing defense he can't do either of the three oh he can't rebound either he literally i don't get it i don't understand it and when you have a nine-man rotation you need all nine players to be good playoff players he's not even a good regular season player uh i can't stand watching mike scott play i don't understand how we ended up in this situation that he's our only option you do realize and at the same time like Tobias Harris is going to have to play like 40 minutes in the playoffs. Ben Simmons is going to also have to play 38 to 40 minutes. Same thing with Joel. Like, cause like when, when you go to the second unit, right? Like you're going to have to keep Tobias in because who's going to play the forward? Matisse Thibel? Like (laughs) can't put Ben Simmons there. It's I wanted to respond to that. I wanted to respond to that comment that was on the screen before. Um, it said, if we can't beat the Bucs, how can we win the Eastern Conference? Well, I mean, we were playing the Bucs with nobody, and exactly. we we lost to them in overtime without Joel Embiid. And, you know what I mean? So that's that alone is the impact that Ben Simmons has on the game. Um, as much as I want him to drop a 30-point triple-double, either way, his 15-8-8 eight, and, eight, and his defense impacts the game way more than probably I admit, and it's – everybody's right. Everybody that's coming at me, look what we look like without Ben Simmons. I get, I knew that. Like, you know what I mean? I knew that he's but important. We need him. I want to add on to that too, because it's not fair to you. Again, I mentioned this the other day. Yes, we know, like there is not a person where you will ask them, are the Sixers right now better with or without Ben? Nobody is going to say without Ben. <laughs> Exactly. If you when said, did I ever say that? If we if we would have traded for James Harden, for example, would we be better with James Harden on the floor right now, or would we be better with Ben Simmons on the floor? There's a case for that to discuss the pros and cons. You know what I mean? So I don't like exactly. people framing that question like that. Like, yeah. oh, see what we're doing without Ben? Okay, we know that. We know <laughs> exactly. I never, whoever said the Sixers are better without Ben Simmons. We said the Sixers might be better with a better offensive player who happens right. to be one of the greatest scorers of all time. Right. We're not, you know, he's not. We're not better without him. Yes, I, I agree, hundred percent. I hope he comes back and, and with a vengeance. I hope he comes back with a lot of energy and a lot of just aggression. Me too, and I, I hope he comes back refreshed because I truly think he's the X factor of this team. I think he's going to determine mainly how far we go based off how he plays. Um, shout out to two is coming with a $5 donation. We appreciate it. He's also responding to that comment. He says, if the heat beat the bucks, bam and Jimmy live in Giannis's head rent free. 
Yeah, that's a good point because Tuas is he's a, he's a a member on my channel, but he's a Heat fan and he can keep it real objective, and I appreciate him. And uh, I I mean, are are you scared of the Bucks? Because again, like I've seen Giannis in the playoffs, and it's similar to what happens with Ben. Like mm -hmm. they wall him off. He loot. Mm -hmm. I mean, he keeps trying. He's over trying, and he starts to think about different things. To me, if the Bucks are off from shooting, like I mean, it's going to be hard for them to yeah. even go far in the playoffs. And also, Giannis fails in the playoffs the same way James Harden has failed in the playoffs because the whistle's not the same at all. It's not even close. And when they wall him off right now, I don't know what it is about the regular season and the officials. Maybe they're just, maybe it's an NBA conspiracy TV ratings or, you know, we want our superstars to look like superstars every game. So give them these calls or whatever. He just, when they wall him off in the playoffs and he tries to just plow his way through, he gets, he gets called offensive fouls or they don't give him the contact. And, mm -hmm. He, that's why he fails in the playoffs because he they do what they do to Ben Simmons and he has nowhere to go. He has nothing to do. Um, and then yeah, it re, he relies on the rest of the team making shots. Um, so, but I'm not scared of the Bucks at all. I, I really am not. I just I'm not scared of them. I think they're frauds. You know what I mean? I love Drew Holiday and mm -hmm. I love his defense, but I just don't think the Bucks have enough really, especially when you when you wall off. Giannis. You know what I mean? I mean, if we're comparing how they wall off him to how they wall off Ben Simmons, at least we have. Joel Embiid, <laughs> right? You wall off Giannis. I mean, Chris Middleton's not dropping fifty. He might against the Sixers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So at, at that point, like, and let us know in the chat, like, who are you? Who are you afraid of? Like, yeah, who are you afraid of? Like, I, I really don't know a clear answer to that. I'm afraid of the Sixers shooting themselves yeah. in the foot. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm afraid of the Sixers. The Heat, though. After such a slow start to the season, they are hungry and they look like they're clicking and getting everything together and they could be scary. And Bam's looking like a future, you know, Bam's looking like a future team leader. You know what I mean? And uh, that was the thing with Jimmy Butler going there. It was like, okay, who's the other star? I mean, it, Bam's starting to look like the other star. So I'm scared of the Heat for sure. And, I, you know, you already know I'm scared of the Knicks. Yeah. I, I think we have a shot with anybody. I think that's fair to say. But again, we it, a lot of things are still going to have to click right, and I think that goes for any team in the playoffs, especially this year. Because I, I saw a stat the other day that said like the last however many finals, like there's one of the starters has been injured as it is, and now there's a bunch of injuries this year. So lots going to have to go right. That's why I want to get this one seed and and make it hopefully the path a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We have to have the one seed. Did, the Mike Scott Hive thing. Um, does anybody? Did that Mike Scott Hive thing, was that because they thought he was good? I thought that was just because he was cool and he was showing up to random parties in Philly and tailgating. And I don't think anybody actually thought Mike Scott was good, right? No, nah, I, I agree with you. I think Mike Scott had like a stretch when we acquired him in 2018 where he, he liked looked pretty decent. And then when we got yeah. to the playoffs, it was just – I remember he hit one game winner. And then when we got to the playoffs, it was just like – I mean, he was exposed. And then now ever since then – it's like every time he has like two good games, the hive tries to come out of hiding and they're like, yeah, Mike Scott's back. And then it's just uh, like, where do they go? Like, I don't know. He just, I don't know. It's not just his lack of offense. He's just so bad defensively and boxing out the two games ago when we had a shot versus the Suns. I know I said Devin Booker killed us and that's why they won that game. But now that I think about it again, one of the main reasons we lost that game was two offensive rebounds in a row from Mike Scott's man and Shake Milton's man. These guys don't even box out. 
<laughs> oh man, I'm I'm worried about the bench. I'm, like I'm in the most important part of a in a seriously important part of a close game, they don't box out. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of laziness boxing out too, and you know watching rebounds. It's like when Joel's not on the floor, it just feels like a different team. Yeah. Somebody um, commented about our transition defense too and how bad it's been all year. And that's a thing too. Um, it has been some of the worst transition defense in the entire league for yep. the whole season. And you know, this doc rivers accountability thing. And like, I wouldn't have expected to have horrible transition defense. I, you know, when he first came <laughs> in here, he said, he said, the first thing we got to do is get in shape. And that told me this guy's about his business. He's he doesn't care who's playing where. He's gonna make him run miles for the first two weeks of the season. Mm -hmm. I, I just I would have expected better transition defense from a Doc Rivers yeah, team. I agree. And our transition offense is lacking too, especially without Ben. Um I want to get your thoughts on this take right here because uh I just can't stop looking at it. But <laughs> oh God. Is this serious? <laughs> I don't know, but uh I think that's the little siren emoji, so you know. Definitely trying to put us on alert here, but um, I mean the thing we okay. So we need to start playing Howard at center and Joella power forward in the second half of games. Oh man! I mean, listen, I want to get rid of Mike Scott too, but if that's what we have to do to get rid of Mike Scott, then I'm torn. Like that's a serious. Um, but also, you can't play. You can play probably Dwight Howard and Joel and B because Joel can stretch the floor. You can't play Dwight Howard with Ben Simmons. That's the combo that can't happen because you can't have. I'm sorry, whoever doesn't want to hear this. Wesley Stone does not want to hear this. You you need you need five shooters on the floor. That's how the NBA is in 2021. You can get by with having four, right? If Ben's never going to shoot the ball, you can't have Dwight and Ben in the half court at the same time. There's just no way you could triple team Joel Embiid so easily. Yeah, and in response to this comment as well, um, again. I don't view the Sixers as being a guaranteed win against anybody with players out. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, we look completely different without Ben, without Joe, without Tobias. Like, it, we don't. There's no guarantees. Like we saw it yesterday. Um, and he says Harden would have been great for our offense, but our defense would be maybe around 20 in the league. Right now, our defense doesn't look good either. Like, yeah, it's just a fact, man. And, uh, uh, you know, for the people that do come at me about that thing, um, I've been flip flopping all season. You know what I mean? Some people say, you know, you flip-flop. And I'm like, yes, I do flip-flop. <laughs> because Ben Simmons flip-flops. You know what I mean? The beginning of the season, I was literally against trading for James Harden. I was I was saying I would never give up a 24-year-old with this much potential and, and all that for a 31-year-old who's never done anything in the playoffs and who could possibly be injury-prone. And now we're seeing that with James Harden with his hamstring that he can't get over. Um, and then when Ben started putting up, you know, five-point games, eight-point games – I was like, I wish we would have traded this guy. You know what I mean? So I don't yeah. know where I'm at now. I'm somewhere in the middle right now. I agree. I agree. And I've I've admitted this myself, but the one thing I was wrong about with James Harden is his character. He has not said a word. He hasn't been a distraction in Brooklyn. And I'll admit to that. I was wrong about that. I thought based off his track hit, track record, I thought, all right, Harden, you know, they're going to – and, you know, something still could happen in the playoffs. Like, again, they've only played seven games together. But so far, yeah. Harden's put his head down and went to work. I'll give him credit about that. But he is injured uh, right now. They haven't played together. And, uh, I mean, the Nets' depth, obviously Aldridge retired. Like, But even more than that, like, I'm, I'm watching the Nets game. I'm like Landry Shamit, TLC, right? Joe Harris yeah. is good, but um, DeAndre Jordan, Blake yeah. Riff. I mean, come on now. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, if they have all three healthy, that is dangerous because James Harden is just a freaking mastermind at, at the point guard position, especially with like the back seat that he took to Kyrie and Durant in those seven games and said, I'm just going to be the point guard. This guy went out and put up like 20 points, 15 rebounds, and 17 assists in like 30 minutes. I don't even know how you get 17 assists in that time frame. He's so – it's crazy the way that James Harden runs a point guard position. So if yep. they have all three, of course, it could be dangerous. But at the same time, I don't know how they're going to stop Joel Embiid. And if if he's not even in playoff mode right now, he's in regular season mode, he's going to drop 50 points per game against the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. And it's all – it's again, it's about Ben and Toby as well because I've seen like the last five games when Joel played, like – they are throwing a lot at him now. Like, they're not even waiting anymore. It's just instant double, instant mm -hmm. double. Now, you know, for a game or two, he was kind of being forced into bad turnovers, and the outlet passes are going to have to be there. But at the same time, like, he's still putting up 30, like, even getting double. So I really feel like they're going to make Ben and Tobias beat, beat, beat these other teams. So I don't know. You know yeah, and Ben has to – there was a play in, in one game where – they doubled Joel and Ben went straight to the basket down the middle. Like, okay, you're not going to guard me. I'm at least, I'm not going to shoot, but I'm at least right. going to drive to the rim. You need to at least do that. He can't be standing out there feeding the ball to Joel when his defender's already guarding him. That's just ridiculous. So I just, mm -hmm. Ben definitely overthinks the game a lot. He just needs to attack when they're, when they're playing defense like that on Joel. Yeah. And, and we're also going to have to get the shooters open too. Like Danny Green can't be going 0 for 3. Seth Curry can't be going 1 for 8. You know, like, they're going to have to step up. Uh, shout out to Process in Philly coming in with a $5 donation. We appreciate it. Says Mike Scott Hive equals uneducated basketball people. Keep up the great work, RB and DJ. <laughs> I just think he was a cool guy that was showing up to parties in Philly, and people thought it was awesome that an NBA player was at their wedding reception or something like that. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I don't know why he was doing that in the first place. Like, how bored are you? You're literally a millionaire. And you're like, I'm going to go to a random wedding reception. I don't get it. I would, I could think of a million other things to do with a lot of money. <laughs> Let me ask you, though, like, because now I'm thinking about it, and we want to know what you guys think in the chat. Shout out to all 300 in here, by the way. Hit the like on both channels, man. We appreciate it. Talking Sixers. Um, are you, I would say, I'll, I'll use the word disappointed. Are you disappointed in Daryl Morey for not doing more with this team in terms of, like, maybe a three or a four, like, Someone just mentioned Ben McLemore. He hit four threes in a row yesterday in the first quarter. I know he's a guard. I want um, him. He's yeah. been playing well. Uh, Bajelica, Tucker. Like, are you are you disappointed that we didn't get any of these other players? I am. Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, one of the big names that I thought would have fit perfectly was Harrison Barnes, but I think he did. He stay in Sacramento. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, um, yeah. I just yeah. There was there was things to be done, and he didn't actually do anything. And I don't know if this guy, I, I think he might have a bigger plan. And I, I don't think Daryl Morey really cares about his first season here as a president. I really don't think he cares. I think he's like, I'm going to see what this team looks like. Maybe in the back of his mind, Ben and Joel don't work together. And he's like, all right, listen, you guys said, give it one season. We'll give it one season. I th Maybe he's ready to trade Ben Simmons. I mean, he already tried to. Maybe he's ready for it to happen in the playoffs. So I don't really know what. Daryl Morey's thinking, but he definitely didn't make any aggressive moves to try to help the bench. I I hear you, but I also don't like that if if that is how Daryl is thinking, because like as a, like 
we came into the season, right? We didn't we didn't think like, all right, the Sixers really have like a, a huge shot to be the favorite to go to the finals and this and that. But mm-hmm. like you said, like as you go through a season, you're allowed to change like your expectations based off what yeah. happens. This has been a weird ass season. Yeah. So when we're sitting here right now and we're sitting at the deadline, it's like, yo, we make a piece. We, we get the right piece. We might go to the finals. Like, exactly, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's much different than how we viewed it months ago. So at the same time, I'm like, if they're, if they're thinking that way, like, all right, let's see how it plays out. Like, I have a problem with that. Like, we have a chance here to strike. I think Daryl Morey hates Ben Simmons. I seriously, uh, I know, like, I, I, I read I read too much into it, but every interview, he never says, he never talks about him. He talks highly of Danny Green. He talks highly of Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris. He never says anything about Ben Simmons. And I think maybe Daryl Morey looks at this team and says, I know how to build this team. I mean, this is obvious. Put a scoring point guard on the floor, and Joel Embiid will be unstoppable. I think maybe he already thinks that. Maybe he's just ready for this to implode in the playoffs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, man. Like, unless they really view, like, I understand the Lowry thing. Like, they were asking for a lot. But at the same time, like, I'm thinking about other names like Bradley Bill, maybe Zach Levine. Like, you know, people didn't want to part with Tyrese Maxey. They didn't want to part with Shake Milton. But then again, it's like, we said that earlier this season because Tyrese was playing and he was playing well. And then Doc just took him out of the lineup when Furkan came back. And it's like, if you would have told me that, like, yeah, I would have parted with them. No, no doubt yeah. about it. I thought Maxie exactly. was going to be a key part of the team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was we were like, do not trade Tyrese Maxie. Do not trade Tyrese Maxie. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I I do agree though that Daryl's looking in the long term interest of the team. Like, I really think we're opening up a window here. But at the same time, like, I don't like to take things for granted because Joe, like, we don't know how long Joel has. So. I don't know, man. Yeah. Shout out to Tuis coming with a $5 donation. We appreciate it. His thoughts on Doc come playoff time. His rotations and schemes with the Clippers in the playoffs were mad, sus, and terrible. It, it's a it's a serious point of emphasis. Like, I, yeah. I get my answer to that is we're going to have to wait and see. I've seen nothing else recently to say, like, I can go one way or the other. We're just going to have to wait and see. It sucks, but it is what it is. Yeah, uh, I'm. Yeah, there's definitely things that that I don't like that he's done or habits habits that he's showing. Um, I kind of want to go back and watch that Clippers playoff series when they were up three to one because I, I really kind of want to see because Clippers fans were they hated it they hated him so much mm-hmm. they hated he has, his rotations. He has collapsed a few playoff leads. I I think it was three actually <laughs> before. Um, so it's definitely a, a real point of emphasis. At the same time, I do remember watching that game seven and Paul George couldn't hit a shot. Kawhi Leonard supposed to be the big dog, right? He couldn't hit a shot. So I don't know, man. But I, I think there's blame to go around. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what Paul George was talking about. Like he was trying to use me. Uh, ha- ha- he was trying to use me like J.J. Redick, he said. And he, and he was saying that he wasn't given – he didn't have plays run for him. Like he had – the most plays run for him and the entire team. Yeah, come on, bro. JJ Redick, they traded four first rounders to get you. Four. Four yeah. first round picks. <laughs> You're supposed to come up and not go four for 17 from deep in a playoff series. Like, come on, man. Yeah, that's come him. On. That that's him mentally checking out of a game because Paul George can score on three levels. And when his shot's not falling, he can get to the rim. 
That's him choosing to shoot 17 three-pointers. Come on, man. Come on. Um, let's see. This is a good comment right here. It says, turnovers, transition defense, and perimeter defense need to be fixed or better to advance in the playoffs. Mm. Yeah. What, do you, what, what do you think about our defense right now? Do you think we're going to f- uh, figure it out when we get everybody back? Yeah, I think we will. But I like the addition of George Hill defensively. And honestly, people said he was good defensively. I didn't watch enough of his NBA career to really know. And just that one play against Giannis yesterday where he just stood like a brick wall and Giannis couldn't do anything and just threw the ball into the air. And the refs didn't bail him out, which I was on the edge of my seat. Like, if they even blow a whistle on this play, I'm going to lose my... Uh, but, yeah, I think George Hill is a good addition. And Ben's going to come back. And uh, I feel like everybody defensively feeds off of Ben Simmons' defensive energy. He, yeah. That's one thing about him. I can say anything I want about his offense and the effort that he gives offensively, but the dude goes 190,000% on defense every single play. Um, and I think everybody feeds off of it. I agree. I'm I'm a little bit worried about the offense, though, in the playoffs because the last two times we saw Ben in the playoffs, uh, he got taken out of it, essentially. Last year, he didn't get to play because he got injured. But, you know, these teams are really going to slow it down. Like, they're going to keep Joel in the post. They're going to hit him with as much as they can. And if Joel decides to pass out, like, you know, Tobias is going to have better defenders on him. Danny Green's not going to be able to get open like that unless we're moving fast. But again, like it's going to be slowed down in the playoffs. So I think you're going to have to see a lot of Tobias Harris in the mid range. You're going to have to see a lot of creativity. Like you said, off balls, like we got to yeah. get the shooters open and they got to drill them. Um, I don't know, man. And in the half court a lot, when Ben has the ball in his hands, Joel has to be in the corner stretching the floor too, because mm-hmm. Ben needs the paint and you know, everybody else has to change their game for one guy who refuses to change his game, but you got to yeah. be creative with him. Yeah. Mr. 89 says doubling and B will make the Sixers look one dimensional. It's a decent point, man. The doubles have already started basically at half court before he even, mm-hmm. before we even think about giving him the ball. So I'm expecting, I'm expecting triples, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And I, I hope Embiid's getting this star treatment that he's deserved because he was getting it a lot this season, maybe a little bit recently. They've kind of a little bit backed off, but some games it's just there. It's like, He's gonna he's gonna bully his way in. He's gonna drive to the basket. Foul. Foul. Yeah. Foul. And B's gonna, I mean, he goes to the line 12 times a game. So it's gonna be crucial. And uh yeah. Yeah, and I don't want I don't want to complain about him not getting calls because obviously the you know other fans of other teams are like, really, you're gonna complain about Joel and B not getting calls. But there's I mean, just yesterday, he's getting hacked across not yesterday, the last game that he played, he's getting hacked across both arms and they're just not calling it. I don't understand. Yep. Oh, man. Let's see. Romp says, Maury's good in my eyes. He went for Larry and Harden and wasn't willing to give up too much. Guys like McLemore, Dang, et cetera, aren't game changers. McLemore on fire. When he misses shots, um, he's a zero. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Matt, those guys are, are probably those kind of players that would come to the Sixers and we'd be saying the same thing about them that we're saying about Seth Curry and, you know, maybe Furkan Korkmaz that you don't realize how bad players could actually be until you watch them play every minute. Yeah. Tymir says Ben's important, but it's concerned that we can't trust him to run a half-court offense in year five. I hear you. I I think this playoffs is going to determine a lot like for the future of this team. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if we see a big move happen after this after these playoffs. The the main reason they got George Hill was because of Ben Simmons in the half court. That's the whole reason they got George Hill. You know, so now you're literally 
signing and paying players because of the way Ben Simmons plays offensively. Yep. Yep. Shout out to uh, Philly Talk Podcast. My guy up in the chat says, year one, these playoffs will determine so much going forward. I hear you. You know, we don't know how much Joel Embiid has left in the tank. So, um, and and I, I think Joel's clicked into this kind of mode where there's no going back for Joel. Like, he's figured it out. And going forward, like, he's he's going to attack every single season. Like, this can be the level of play, but it's can his body keep up with it, you know? Hypothetically, if we lose in the playoffs, Daryl Morey's on the trade Ben Simmons train, and the Portland Trailblazers decide they want to blow it up, would you put a package together for Damian Lillard at this stage of his career? No doubt in my mind. I don't think the Blazers would do that. I think they would part with McCollum. But uh, not Dame. That's my worry too. Like if just I mean, say, if you want- say we bought him out, like what are you going to get at that point? Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's the thing. Yeah, if if yeah, if he does bottom out in the playoffs, then his trade value is even even lower. You know what I mean? And as much as people want to act like he's some kind of superstar, he didn't even move the needle on the James Harden trade. The Rockets were like, "Now nah, we're good." <laughs> that might have mm-hmm. been that they hated Daryl Morey, but. It doesn't matter how much you hate Daryl Morey. If someone's going to give you a superstar, you're going to take it. They said no to Ben Simmons. I think yeah. it's becoming it's becoming clear to a lot more GMs that this guy is a hard fit on a lot of teams. Yeah, I agree. And Tamir says, <clears throat> will Ben's D and playmaking outweigh his offensive flaws? That's that's kind of what we're trying to say, man. Like, I agree. Um, I'm just trying to envision our half-court offense in the playoffs. If Joel, I mean... I don't know. I, I think they're going to have to double Joel right off the bat. I don't think there's anything else you can do. Yeah, they are going to have to. And I mean, you know, Bench, it's not like he never shot a three before. Like, I just, if he can just catch the ball in the corner and shoot it, that opens up so much more. Yep. Yep. Um, Let's see. We got Raptors fan. It says Raptors fan here. Ben's so bad at basketball, we wouldn't even give you Pascal for him. And that's saying a lot. I, I kind of been wondering how people outside Philly view Ben Simmons. The only people left that hype him up as a superstar are Philadelphia 76ers fanboys. The I, I've, the jig is up to everybody else. Everybody's over it. Yep. I don't know, man. Wayo says teams going to let him be shoot free throws. Our perimeter D is suspect. Teams will try and make threes. Yeah. Um. I just don't want to revert back to one of these situations I've seen in years past where it's like we look completely lost and it's like who wants to take the shot? That's what gets me. Like Tobias Harris, I am I mean, based off what I saw this year, like I think like, all right, Toby's going to come out. All right, give me the ball. Like he's he's done that a lot this year. Like give me the ball. I want the moment. I don't want to see that in the playoffs where we go back to like who wants the ball, who's going to come get it. Everybody's standing around, you know? Yeah, you the, the it's you can count how many years in a row the winning team had an absolute floor general. You know what I mean? Like the, mm-hmm. the Kyle Lowry Raptors, obviously the Warriors, Steph Curry. Uh, the any anytime LeBron James team wins, it's because he's a floor general. You need one it, in the half court in the playoffs. It starts to look like random nonsense because there's not a guy running the show. Yep. I agree. And, and look how good the Suns are, literally just because they added Chris Paul. He's such a floor general. It makes everybody better. Yep, I agree. 
And, and the Sixers actually tried to trade for Chris Paul. I don't know if you heard that <laughs> a couple days ago. They said uh, Chris Paul chose to go to Phoenix over us. Uh, Wesley, like I don't understand why you think we sh- we are supposed. To- why do we have to get up here and not say bad things about Ben Simmons? I don't understand why that's what you. Ex- I'm going to click on this video and they better not say something bad about Ben Simmons. Why? Why is that your thought process? Right. The guy is underperforming massively on the offensive side of the ball. People are going to say bad things about him. If you don't want to hear people say bad things about Ben Simmons, you have to just not listen to people talk about Ben Simmons. That's what I'm saying, man. Like we we get like you're a Ben fanboy, but at the same time, like so are we. Like we enjoy Ben, but we're we're trying to win a championship. Like like we've been realizing the value of Ben Simmons. Like we've seen it all along. He's obviously important to this team. That's why we talk about him more than anybody else. Because he has the potential to take this team over the top. We know Joel's going to show up. We know Tobias. I mean, from what we've seen, like we were bashing Tobias. I don't even, if you go back and look at the videos, the things that I said about Tobias Harris last year, like it was out of this world. But what did he do? He took the heart. And how he started how he started this season too. I think I, I said that he needs to go to the G League in one of my podcast episodes. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's how over the top I was with it. Right. We've criticized Joel last year when he was shushing the fans and he would go for 21 game and then 45 the next. Like yeah. we like all the players. We're trying to win. We're trying exactly, to win. Yeah. It's, not, it's not random hate. You know what I mean? Nobody's above being as far as I'm concerned, nobody's above being slandered. If Michael Jordan came out here and went two for 10, I would be like, what the hell is Michael Jordan doing? And then somebody would be like, why are you bashing Michael Jordan? He's the greatest of all time. I'm talking about that specific performance. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Exactly. It's just ridiculous, man. Like, you got to look at it from both sides. I was going to say something else. I forget. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't get it. Ben Simmons is important to the Sixers success as Embiid. I agree. It's supposed yeah, to be them. Agree. It's we supposed to be the, the duo. That's what we've been talking about. So oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last about. year, last year Joel we lost to the Bucks with Joel scoring like 11 points or something like that. And then the very next game he put up 49 against the Atlanta Hawks. And I made a YouTube video and I said, I do not care. I'm not going to sit up uh-huh. here and celebrate Joel Embiid putting up 49 points against Trey Young. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, why are you so negative after a loss or after a win? You know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm seeing the bigger picture here. Joel played like crap against a good team and dominated a bad team. And I'm not impressed. So nobody's above. Right. The right. We. And, and if Tobias Harris was doing the same thing this year, I'd be calling him out every game. Like. I don't know, man. We gotta we gotta look at this objectively, man. We gotta we gotta take a step back sometimes. That's what I've been trying to do recently. Take a step back. Like, is this team good enough? Is that are they good enough to go all the way? I think we are, but it, a lot of things have to go right. We can't shoot ourselves in the foot. That's yeah. that's how I'm looking at this. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like I'm not gonna sit up here and say we don't have a chance. We have a chance, but yeah, a lot of a lot of things have to go right. I guess that's with any team, really. A lot of things have to go right, but Embiid is above Andre, Andre coming with a $5 donation says Embiid is above slander in Philly, LOL. I don't I don't agree with that. I think this year he has been mostly because he's the one going out there. I mean, aside from, you know, the the time that he missed with the knee and stuff like that. I guess 
People can slander him this year just based off of him missing games, but we already expect him to miss 20, 30 games a season. So I don't even like care anymore. I don't even, I actually don't even talk about Joel Embiid being injured anymore. It's just such a normal thing to expect. Uh, but when right. he's on the floor, his level of play this year and his just mentality is out of this world. So I think this year, yeah, pretty much he's been above any slander. Right. There's been a maybe one or two stretches this year where he has looked bad passing out of doubles, right? And um, obviously the injuries, like you said. But other than that, like every game he's on the floor, he puts up 30 points. Like, I don't know what else you want us to say about it. Like, it's, I don't know, man. We just – like, this is Philadelphia. This is Philly. This isn't Memphis. This isn't <laughs> Idaho. We're yeah, like, man. why are we babying people? We're trying yeah. to win. Again – if if the Sixers win the championship and Joel Embiid puts up five points a game, Ben puts up five a game, and Toby were to put up five a game, that wouldn't happen. But just say that happened. I would be happy. I'm just trying to win the championship. That's it. That's it. Can you highlight this comment right here? Our offense just doesn't run well without Ben. He gets players in position. Um, See, I'm I'm like, I'm so torn on this topic because what time was it? What Anyway, uh, Sherwin John said our offense just doesn't run well without Ben. He actually gets players in position. And I'm like so torn on that because when I watch him play in the half court and I see the things that I see, I'm like, this guy's terrible in the half court. The, the offense doesn't run at all when Ben Simmons has the ball in his hands in the half court. And then we play a game without him and it looks that much worse. So I'm like sitting here like, wait a minute, am I wrong about this? Is our is our half court offense actually better with Ben Simmons with the ball in his hands? Because it doesn't look that great when I see it happen live, but then it looks so much worse without him. I can't I think, figure it out. I think both can be true though, because I think it is better with Ben because he opens up space for everybody else with his aggression. But then again, is when he's aggressive, when when he's yes, aggressive, exactly. our offense is amazing. That's what yeah. I'm. That's what we're saying. But when he's on the floor. And he's not driving to the basket, then it's worse. It can be both. Yeah, like you're right. It's all up here. That's that's how I feel about it. And uh, Philly Talk Podcast says, coming in with a three dollar donation. We appreciate it. it. Says leave Ben alone. Leave Ben alone. I don't know why. Why him and nobody else? Nobody else. Like, I mean, nobody look, else has a group of fanboys. This is like us being Portland Trailblazer content creators, and let's and and not talking about Damian Lillard or CJ McCollum, like. This is yeah. like us being a Warriors content creator and not talking about Klay Thompson or Steph Curry. Like they're these are the, the top two dogs of the team. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. And I, I find myself sometimes like overthinking what I'm saying at times also because I'm like, oh, I don't want to say this because people are gonna get pissed about it. But then I'm like, you know what? I don't give a shit anymore. I've I started this thing by saying exactly what I think, and I'm just gonna I, keep saying exactly what I think. <laughs> exactly. And I and I saw someone in here. What did they? They said uh, I was bashing Ben with a Ben jersey. This just shows you how much I support the guy. I have his jersey. I have two of his jerseys actually. I have a shirt with his face on it. I have another shirt with his face on it. Like I love Ben Simmons. I want to see I him be a transcendent player. I have the same one. I have the same T-shirt you have. I think the Nike shirt. Yeah. And uh, I have an All Star jersey and a blue Phila jersey. Um, yeah. And I, I right. contemplated. I contemplated lots of times giving away the jerseys or throwing them in the trash or something like that, but I kept them. <laughs> so there's that. All right. I mean, 
Like last year, I was even when people were bashing Ben, I was supporting Ben against them, saying, "Okay, you know, Ben's my guy. Like he's a jump shot away from being the man." Then we got. I I used to say like, under Brett Brown, like it's not fair to assess him like this. And I said under yeah. a new coach, like he was he was going to start pulling jump shots. We saw the YouTube video. All right, Ben's about to take it to a new level. And in fact, Joel did it. And now we're hoping Ben can do it because we will be unstoppable. That's what we're saying. Yeah, it's just for me. It's getting to the point where he is what he is. He's valuable, but he's he's not. You're not going to get Zion Williamson out of him. You know what I mean? As much as like it pains me to sit to watch him, I know he's able to play like that. He's just not going to. So this is what he is, and it's valuable, and we need him. But at the same time, he's not untouchable. He can definitely be traded. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I agree. And HR says Ben gets bashed because he was a number one overall pick. We appreciate the donation. Um, yeah. Yeah, because we're expecting it. Like DJ always says, we what did we draft them for? To be a, a def defensive facilitator? Yeah. I don't, and I it's don't not, so. and it's and it's all in his control. That's why people are mad at him. It's in his control. It's not like Andrew yeah. Wiggins, where it's like, oh, he's just actually not that good. Right. So right. there's nothing you can do about it. No, he and could we, dominate. Right. <laughs> We see the jump shot. We see the mindset. We saw it in action two months ago. We, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I said this the other day, too. Like, if the Sixers were, like, a 20-win team, I wouldn't care. But, like, we're on the verge here of being a team that can go over the top. Like, we just yeah. want the most out of everybody. That's it. That's He's it. just such a unique player. I, I, I just can't decide if I love him or hate him. But I do, like... If he would get traded to a bad team, do you think the team would be bad again, or do you think Ben Simmons actually makes a bad team good? Wait, say that again. Like if if we trade him to a a, a bottom of the barrel team, do they mm -hmm. are they automatically that much better because Ben Simmons makes everyone better around him, or would it be Ben Simmons going out there dropping eight points and losing? I think they're going to be better, but it's about how far he goes. And part of this as well is on Doc Rivers as well. Like if he goes to a place with a tough-nosed coach who's going to say, all right, Ben, you're not leaving his gym until you pull up from three, five times in a row. Like that at, at this point, I'm also thinking like if we had Mike D'Antoni, do you think he would – do you think Ben would be shooting by now? Like because <laughs> D'Antoni wouldn't settle for that. He wouldn't have a player on the floor who's not shooting. I always think that, and I and I thought Doc Rivers was going to come in and be like, "Yo, shoot the ball." Enough of the nonsense, right? But we're just in an era where players have such such a level of stardom and make so much money, and they run the entire league, and there's nothing you can do about it. I don't, you, you just can't. It's too it, as as a like from a business, like the owners of the team don't want you to piss off Ben Simmons because he sells them, he makes them so much money. These players run the league, and I think it's just at a point where if he doesn't want to shoot, nobody's going to make him. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Um, Zion has the dog mentality. Ben has the poodle mentality. Hey, you can just you can just see it by how he takes contact. He just fades away and does running hook shots. He just doesn't have killer instinct. Yep. Yep. Sean says Seth hasn't been the same. I agree. Like, we're not going to hold back on anybody. Seth has to be better. He's got to be more consistent. He's got to take whoever's that point guard off the ball as well. Like, everybody's got to play up to their extent. I, 
I mean, heck, I was literally raking. I was saying Danny Green has to go now. Like, it's time. Get him out of here. Now he's one of my favorite players. Like, when the ball goes to him, I'm like, all right, it's going in. It's going in. Yeah. Like, yeah, and he's just so good defensively. He's such a dog on the defensive side. And him and George Hill, that's just those we have a lot of good defenders. You know what I mean? Whoever yeah, said we can't whoever said we can't stop Kyrie from scoring 37, like he scored 37 against us. They were on ridiculous shots, one after the other after the other. He's not he's not gonna do that every game. He definitely has games where he misses shots. Yep. I don't know what else to say to you, Wesley. We we saw it. We've seen it this year. Ben on, fan Ben fanboys are 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 simultaneously Joel Embiid haters. I don't know what it is about Joel Embiid. They just I don't know. Maybe it's like jealousy. They want their favorite player to be the number one, and they're mad about it. The only reason Ben is not the number one on any team he plays on is because he doesn't want to be. I got nothing else to add. I mean. <laughs> Joel goes out there and puts his body on the line every, the whole game. Whole game. It's frustrating. Shout out to HR coming with a $5 donation. We appreciate it. It says, if Ben won't shoot, fine, but hit the weight room like Giannis and stop the soft drives and layups. That's another thing, too. Like, guys probably don't want to hear it, but he's got to be better finishing around the rim. Like, enough of the, has enough to play. Of the- I don't know. I don't know what Tyler Johnson did to him in that game that pissed him off. He has to play angry. And he just mm-hmm. doesn't play angry enough. He can. We've seen him do it. It's just too inconsistent. Yep. And another point I'd like to bring up, and obviously we've been, you know, again, we we do harp on Ben, but it's because, like, he is so essential to this team. Ever, I remember making a video the day after that Thunder game. People are like, this is the, the awakening for Ben. He's now found it. Okay. He's been uh, – he was wide open from 10 feet away. And don't give me this crap where – Oh, well, you want him to shoot 20% against good teams if he takes more shots? No, he makes the shots. He makes exactly. them. Exactly. He makes it's, them. Exactly. They talk about them walling off Giannis. Giannis can't shoot. He literally he right. has a horrendous jump shot. Ben Simmons can shoot. <laughs> like, why would you not shoot your whole career and then three seconds left in a meaningless game, you're going to swish a beautiful like 35-foot three-pointer? And everyone's like, wait a minute. This guy can pull up off the dribble? Uh, it's just he can, and he won't. Brooke Lopez, like I mentioned earlier, couldn't shoot the ball three years ago. Mike Boonholzer came in and said, all right, Brooke, you got to shoot, man, or else you're not playing. We got to go uh, four out with Giannis. He said, all right. He became one of the best shooting centers in the league. So, I mean, yeah. even if, like, if it looked terrible, I'd be like, all right, I get it. It looks good. It goes in. It goes in. And I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to Scott says Ben has to take his position and deal with it as Joel's team. So that means Ben shouldn't play up to his potential as Scotty Pippen about being a number two. He ran with it. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. Exactly. Exactly. You, you know, you're dead. I mean, nobody's, uh, I don't think he's mad that he's number two. He's not even number two. He's number three. Um, but I don't even think anybody's mad about being number two to Joel Embiid. That's one of those players that you're like, this is, he's amazing. This is his team. Nobody played with Allen Iverson and was like, I want to be number one. It was Allen Iverson. You play your role. You know how great he is. All right, there, give him the ring. Give him the ring. 
I gotta stop doing your comments, bro. I I gotta stop doing it to myself. That's what I do. You, I mute. I literally mute them because I can't. I can't bro. stop reading them. I like you couldn't prove our point anymore. You couldn't prove our point anymore. Like scoring forty two in one game is not a goal. That's not an accomplishment. Right, and it. But it, at the same time, it shows he can do it. He can. He can. Exactly. That's why we're mad. Hey, if we went this whole season and he didn't do it at all, we'd be like, all right, did Ben forget how to play? No, we saw it. We you, saw can it for clear, you, can, you can clearly see that he chooses to play hard. You can clearly see it, uh, in my opinion. <sighs> Sixers got out-rebounded the last four games. Another thing going on. Yeah, and we we Ben's a great rebounder when he wants to be. Also, you know yep. that's another thing. Yep. Like, don't shoot the ball, whatever. When he's when he finishes games with three rebounds, I'm like, okay, he literally wasn't trying. That's the best way to gauge somebody's effort when they're six eleven, is how many rebounds did they get in thirty minutes. Hmm. And one more thing I want to ask you about too, because I'm I'm tired of talking to these Ben fanboys, man. Um, what do you think about Dwight Howard too? Like, I know he was pretty hot for a couple weeks, like. At the same time, you know, he's been he's been getting a little bit out of not well not out of character, but kind of just out of what we need him to be. Like I think if he gets one more he's suspended or something, like what yeah. do you think about Dwight Howard? He's just uh he's a seven foot Dennis Rodman. Like he's just such a psychopath. It's just something you gotta deal with. Like you want his energy and his rebounding and his aggressiveness. But you're, uh, I don't know why he can't stop. I don't know why he can't be at this stage of his career and be like, okay, I'm going to stop doing this dumb shit. But he just keeps doing it. <laughs> it just, he, can't hold him, he can't help himself at all. So do you think he's going to be like valuable? Like, Do you think he's going to be able to stay in a playoff game and like contribute? And Just while Joel is off the floor, obviously. But I mean, uh, Doc... Doc called him out in a press conference one time, so I don't think Doc's afraid to yell at him. You know, he called him a goofball. He literally called him a goofball in a post game when he got ejected. Uh, so I, I think the message is clear. Doc's going to be like, listen, we need you. We need you to play the game and not do any stupid shit. So do that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I hope he, I hope he uh, plays the way that he should and doesn't yep. randomly start fights or troll people or whatever he does. Yep. If the Sixers lose in the playoffs, do you see Ben getting traded? Depends where we lose, but uh, yeah, maybe. I I 100%. I think I'm trying to read Daryl Morey's mind, but I I 100% think if we if we don't win a championship, he's getting traded. Um, and Daryl Morey said it's championship or bust. He actually said that. What does he mean by that? We know he's right. not trading Joel Embiid. That's that's why I don't understand either why we didn't do more at the deadline. Uh -huh. I guess it just wasn't there. I guess it just wasn't there what he thought was fair compensation. Um, J-Rock, exactly. You're, you, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It, when you're paying money to go to a game or you're buying a jersey or this dude's getting a he's, – he's making $170 million from you, the fans. It's offensive for somebody to go out there and not give effort. Yep, I agree. 
Shout out to Atticus coming with a $3 donation. We appreciate it. it. says, if we traded Ben, what would you want in return? I know what I want. What 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 would you want? Um, uh, I I would want uh who who's even a, who would even be available this off season at this point? Um, like dream scenario is Damian Lillard, like I said, but you don't think the Portland's going to do that? I think if Portland wants to blow it up, they 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 almost have to trade their most valuable piece to get the most they can in return. You know what I mean? Um, what do you think about Washington? Like, do you think that would be a destination if Washington tries to move on? I don't know what it is about Bradley Beal in Washington. He refuses to want to leave. Like, he's so good, and they're never a good team. And every year, he's like, I'm staying here. I don't yep. know. But, you know, the team can make that decision also. The player doesn't have to agree to be traded. So, if yeah, if the Wizards finally say, okay, let's trade this guy. He has value. But I don't know. These teams seem to be – I think a lot of business owners are just like, don't trade that guy. He's the only reason people come into this arena. Do not trade him. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a battle. Yeah. If we trade Ben, what I want is a number one scoring option who will get his his buckets every single night. That's what I want. Um that's what I want. There's I like I, I need a number one, not like obviously not a number one that's gonna take over Joe. I'm talking about a guard. I need I need a wing or a guard or someone that's gonna be the man. So Right, but it has to be a package at this point. I don't know. Ben Simmons by himself doesn't even get that. Doesn't even get that return. Yeah, yeah. And shout out to my guy Philly Notion. He's been uh, he's been coming at me for a while. We appreciate the donation, my guy. It says RB bro, don't act brand new like you didn't know the Sixers won't win the chip. Ben's overhyped, and that jumper is super broke. Let's go Nets. He has been oh. a Nets fan. It's fair, and he has been clowning Simmons since last year. But uh, I bet again, I was trying to back Ben up the whole time, like. But uh, oh, man, Philly knows me. you watch out for them Nets, bro. That's what I gotta say. Great, we agree on the Eagles, but uh, when it comes to them Nets, bro, you better watch out. It pains me to see a Philadelphia Nets fan. Oh, <laughs> like, well, like, come on, like, uh, why don't you? Why aren't you just then a Giants fan and a and a Mets fan? Like, I don't. I think they try to use the uh, the term. Oh, I, I was a, a New Jersey Nets fan. And I, I switched over. I mean, if that's true, that's true. You know what I mean? If you're, yeah, if you're from, if you're from South Jersey and you were a New Jersey Nets fan, then I understand it. But yeah, I agree. Uh, I feel like a lot of Brooklyn fans are leftover Knicks fans, but I think I feel like now with the Knicks coming back up, they're like, all right, now we got a decision to make. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. I'm not crazy scared of the Nets. Um, shout out to everybody still in here. Uh, we'll probably be out of here in a couple minutes. We got a couple more uh, super chats coming. Shout out to Zade with the five dollar donation. We appreciate it. Says, Should George Hill start instead of Seth in the playoffs? One hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. He should start right now. Yeah, but he's got to play. Again, he's, how many minutes do you think he's going to play a game in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think he's going to play a lot because he's just he's just the only experienced half-court ball handler on the entire roster. Yep. And I'm seeing a ton of pick and roll uh, with him and Joe. Yeah. It's beautiful. It is. It's nice to watch. It looks like a real basketball game. It's like regular (laughs) basketball. It makes sense. Yep. It's not a struggle. You're not trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Yep, I agree. This is a good question. 
HR coming with a $5 donation. We appreciate it. It says, is our team better now than the Jimmy Butler team? What do you think? He says no. Um, I think yes, because we're maximizing Joel Embiid's potential with the spacing. I think spacing was everything, and I think Daryl Morey and these guys, uh, that was their main goal, is to get Joel in one-on-one in space. Um, obviously, the Jimmy Butler team was good, but I don't know if those those players really fit that well together because Jimmy Butler's not a sniper from three. Tobias Harris isn't exactly a sniper from three. Um, th- th- they didn't have very good spacing, I don't think. I hear you. That's actually a good question. Like, and and the crazy thing about it is that Jimmy Butler team was a, a bounce away from maybe going to the Eastern Conference Finals, maybe going to the finals and winning. Like, and at the end of games, we were playing four on five. Jimmy Butler had the ball, and Ben Simmons should have just been sitting in the first row. Like he was literally doing nothing. That's a good question. I th- I think our talents being is maximized more for the most part, but I don't know, man. It's interesting, but. Shout out to everybody in the chat, man. 250 still in here. We appreciate you guys coming in, talking Sixers with us. Let us know uh, if you enjoyed this collab. I, I love collabing with DJ. I love our takes going back and forth. Um, definitely, like someone said earlier, we're going to have to keep doing this as we get closer to the playoffs. I just can't get hype until the playoffs. Like I, I've just come to realize that these next 12 yeah. games, it's like who's going to play? I want to I want to get the one seed, but like, are we going to see real basketball till then? I don't know. Yeah, and from a from a YouTuber standpoint, like, it's like, oh my god, this part of the season sucks right now. The views are down. I have no motivation to hit record and talk about this team right now. Like, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, so we'll definitely have to be collabing more, uh, no doubt about <laughs> it. But we got a. It's a struggle. We got to struggle to to create something out of yeah. like we literally shouldn't be talking about the Sixers right now in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> yep. A lot's going to ha- a lot's going to be determined. Ho- look, we're hoping that Ben comes back healthy. We're hoping that Joel is healthy. We're hoping that the team is healthy and we can rally off some wins because uh we got a decent schedule. Like we have a chance to do it. Um we got to make it happen. We got to make it happen. I gotta, but I got to take a nap. Yeah, That's I hear I you. Shout out to everybody. Appreciate you guys for tuning in, man. Again, Philly Take with RB, running back Philly. Hit the like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Push us out there on YouTube for uh, as we try to make our way to the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, man, we appreciate you guys, and we'll catch It'll you on the next back. one. Man. The excitement will come back. Everybody will come it back. Will. It will. It almost feels like our season's dead right now, and we're still atop the East, you know? Yeah, I hit up Broads. A couple weeks ago talking about it and i'm like are you getting like half the views you were getting in the beginning of the season and he's like yeah it's just like that he's like it's just it comes in waves and if you really think about it people that aren't hardcore sixers fans right now they're not watching these games they're like i'll watch when the playoffs start i'm not watching this and then i'm not gonna go listen to the podcast because i don't care what happened <laughs> yep i hear you we're suns fans today yes we are yes we are all right i'm out love you all all right guys peace